Uh, good afternoon, everyone. We are truly in this together. To get, to get, to get, to get together. And the only way we will get through this is by all of us working together. Each of of you doing your part you, you must stay at home welcome back everyone to today's episode of the you must stay at home period podcast featuring yours truly the buck buck nasty and also as usual the lovely Karen with the hard end. I'll have the uh, turducken with the boudin. And last but not least, uh, Cephas, a.k.a. Sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) Some people have jobs. That's just what it sounded like, too. Very accurate recreation. (laughs) All right, so... Uh, The turducken episode... The second episode, yes. That's what that's what civilized people eat at Thanksgiving. It's a nice turducken. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna try one. I think I I might order one for for my dad this year. I mean what's not to like about a turducken? Uh it's uh the combination of meats. Why don't you go ahead and define what a turducken is? Well, it's a uh, three bird uh, entree that's a deboned duck that's stuffed inside a deboned chicken, which are both put into a deboned turkey. And you also you can incorporate a few different layers of, of fillings inside of it, such as like cornbread dressing, or you can do a crawfish etouffee, boudin. You can do anything. Yeah. But it's, it's straight from Louisiana. It's, it's great. If, if you and your families haven't tried it, I suggest it. It easily knocks out a meat. But according to Dr. Fauci, we shouldn't be ordering turduckens at all because well, we shouldn't be having gatherings. That's big what enough I was about to require chide. turducken. I was about to chide Cephas about that. Say, hey, what you what y'all doing gathering? Thanksgiving is canceled this year. Two shorts to forego turducken. So I might try one this year. I mean, it's great. I mean, if I had, was having a big enough gathering, I would definitely, it knocks out a meat. Yeah, of course it does. And and you can get a a pork or, you know, some kind of ham or. um, One is right. One is. Or pig feet like like 15, likes. 15 pounds. I don't like no damn. You don't like no pig feet? Don't pig lie on me chickens. like that. Don't lie on me like that. You know. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we went, when we went by, by Karen's apartment, Cephas, and um, nothing lies. An undergrad, lies. she had pig feet and chitlins. Lies. Had the sauce and all the more. vinegar, and the vinegar to go with it. Mm-hmm. Didn't believe it. Lies. I don't even know what a hog mall with is. The sport, she with the sport peppers? She said, she, she, <laughs> <laughs> she said, I got pink feet and all they pooch them off. Go with it. <laughs> lies. Lies, lies, <laughs> lies. Um, What's your secret with the chitlins? You you, you, you uh, marinate in Miller Highlight? 
takes all the funk out of them. Yeah, she said, oh, she said wash them about five, six times. I'm not, I'm not eating <laughs> no entrails. That ain't. That's just. That's beyond me. I don't eat. I don't eat awful, and I don't eat entrails. Okay. Um, yeah. This is brother that's his great restaurant. You, you, sh- you shamed the entrails. You shamed him, and uh, he has he said, and because of COVID, he started doing other things like down does takeout. What is the fame? He's a James Beard winning chef in mm-hmm. Seattle. He won maybe one of the top awards, <clears throat> and he has um, a little line of merchandise aside from food. And one of the merchandise items you can buy is is uh, is a is a great sweatshirt. Remember that Muhammad Ali sweatshirt you saw? They said Cassius Clay. Remember that, and the, and the way Cassius was written on the front of his sweatshirt, his workout shirt before he became Muhammad Ali. Do you remember that? Oh, no, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember that one. Oh, never mind. Anyway, it's just Chitlins, but like in the same font as Cassius Clay. <laughs> I want one. Yeah, I have that shirt. Even though I'm not a Chitlin either. Here's a question for you: uh, Why would you eat turducken at Thanksgiving and? Turn your back on your FBA ADOS roots because the turducken is a white Cajun dish. Because my taste buds are race traders. No, enjoy good shit. Mm-hmm. They love flavor. Paul Prudhomme invented the turducken in the 70s. He's probably black. In real nope. life. No, Paul Prudhoe. It's probably, probably Octoroon. No, he's a white. Yeah. <laughs> he's a white man. Prudhoe. That's French. That's white. White as nothing. white. There's plenty that's, of. Uh, as white as white can be. Plenty of, plenty of Negroes who play for LSU. French. Jean Baptiste. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send y'all a picture of Paul Prudhoe so y'all know. But I mean, it's like they're kind of Cajuns. Well, I don't know. I'd say, you know, damn near. Yeah, tread, tread cl- lightly. Cl- closest thing. Yeah. <laughs> tread lightly. Tread lightly. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they would feel that way. But um, all right. Well, y'all enjoy y'all. I mean, them, them and the, I'm gonna have a traditional ADOS foundational Black America. That's what I said. Like and you did in your in your apartment. At, Y'all in, in undergrad. Y'all enjoy you. Chitlin sandwich. Chitlin yeah. sandwich with the uh, Chit, 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 Chitlins and and uh, and oh. feet. Y'all enjoy it. And a and a and a yeah. What's it called? What kind of pound cake? We gonna get? Can't be a regular pound cake. Seven uh, up. Seven up pound cake. Yep. Yeah. Gotta oh. have the seven up pound seven cake. Seven up. I'm a foundational Black American. Unlike the, people uh, on this podcast, y'all enjoy your. White white supremacist hierarchy, Thanksgiving centerpiece. While we're gonna have uh, what real real niggas eat in my house. You and your you enjoy and your, your you enjoy entrails. You who, who's who you having dinner with? You and uh, Rayobi. <laughs> the whole bath the whole bath vacuum. No, I got a Bissell. Anyway. Um. No, I'm uh, I'm gonna have dinner with my black family. Probably. Okay. Probably. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. You're all right. You were talking about you're not you're gonna be isolated in solitude. Yeah, I haven't fortress. decided. I haven't decided. You know. Um. 
I have some extended family coming to stay with me from out of town, and I'm nervous about that. But you gonna go? You, you ain't gonna go spend time, spend spend time with your rays? Um, I don't, I don't even know what you just said. I don't understand that you sentence. Know, you, don't know, you don't know what rays is? You no. know what rays is? You got, you got family that grew up in, in places that, that, that say rays. Uh, do I? The people, the people that raise me. Oh, okay. Um. No, I don't. I don't talk backwards like that. So, uh, anyway, I gotta figure out if I'm isolating or not. Some some are voting in favor of isolating, and some some people are not. So we gotta see. Are you having stuffing or dressing? Um, there's only one answer to that question. That's a trick question. Both. I'm I'm offended that you that I wouldn't know the answer to that. <laughs> I was testing you. Mm-hmm. You weren't testing me. You knew <laughs> that stove top mess. I know y'all, y'all had stove top in your house. <laughs> no, we had no damn stove top. <laughs> right out the box. Mm-hmm. Shoot. <laughs> made, my, made my wife did. I, shit, I didn't. I didn't have a damn, goddamn stove top. I'm just kidding. If, if my wife listens to this <laughs> episode. But, uh, yeah, no, there's no such thing as stuffing. So, so how do you make your dressing out of, out of, out of the uh, Jiffy Box? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, bake the cornbread, uh, bake the cornbread, and then uh, uh, and bo- boil the turkey necks and the offal and uh, the lizards and gizzards, <laughs> as, uh, as one of my family members says. <laughs> Not live, not livers, lizards, lizards. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, um, you know, get that all with the celery and your and your onion and whatever. Oh, you know what's better than that? Take that, take that apart, and then blend it all up. You know what's funnier than that? One of my old coworkers used to say, "Garlic toes." Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> I guess they do kind of look like toes. That's that's kind of cute. Um. <laughs> But it's better than monster cheese, uh, which is what I heard a coworker order for her sandwich one day. But anyway, I digress. So, what are y'all getting into tonight? It, let's uh, let's start real quick. Uh, debate highlights. Anything? Man, the highlights for me was while well, I was tuning in and out. I was watching a, a football game at the same time. But Joe, Joe Joe Biden. Uh, calling the Proud Boys the Poe Boys. That was hilarious. I know it was a, a you know, Freudian slip, but it was hilarious. It's not a Freudian slip. Well, not a senile Something about his real, yeah. Well, not a senile slip either. It's just, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a, I agree, it's a senile it's slip. It's not a senile slip. So, what are you saying? The Adderall was wearing off? No, he doesn't use Adderall. That's Trump. <laughs> That's Trump. No, it just he was, you know, he had to keep up with a lot of facts, and he did a great job last night. He had to keep up with all the dirt on Trump, and he hit him hard quite a few times. He even said you were holding time. your breath the entire time. He was like, you like were, while you were in a sand trap, I was like, oh, okay, Joe, all right. He even got him with a golf dig. Um, he had to keep up with all that, and then keep up with all the policy history. So that when he asked him why you do this, why you do that, uh, when y'all were in office, he could answer that. And he had to keep up with all of his uh, agenda, campaign agenda. 
so they could ask him about what are you going to do about this and that so he had a lot of uh information to keep up with and so yeah the poor boy proud boy slip you know maybe he was hungry yeah, that was that was great maybe he was hungry but um big takeaway for me was um Kristen Welker did a great job but how and this is something I've been thinking about uh for the last few weeks as we kind of move into the fall and protest season kind of winds itself down you're not seeing anything uh about that even I'm not even seeing it on social media anymore um I see that one production company is like we about to you know if uh we about to reboot cops they had uh sunset it in the wake of the uh uh, Black Lives Matters protests this summer and now it's like everything all of that talk big talk about you know we're going to end racism and be more diverse and inclusive all of that's falling away like yeah, well, you, you nobody, nobody's so talking crazy. about doing right by black folks no more in politics it's just kind of sad so it was fun while it lasted yeah, you knew that shit was a smoke screen. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it, it felt good for a while, right? Some of them symbolic changes we saw, it was very uh, exciting, you know? But that's, but that's all we get. Lady Antebellum is going to change their name. That's all, that's all we get is symbolic. We don't get the... <laughs> and, uh, what else did they do? They fired the guy, the editor, Bon Appetit. You know, it was like, hey, big, bold, progressive change is happening in America. And then, and now we're not even getting symbolic stuff anymore. As a matter of fact, they're bringing back cops. So I mean, I mean, I, I, I gotta admit, you know, from watching the debates, I mean, it even made me think of although Trump is a complete scumbag, he is charismatic. He does have a charismatic way about him. And I did pose this question to you earlier. I know it made your blood pressure go up. So, <laughs> um, you know, please, please be safe when I ask this. Uh, was he right it, about North Korea? Yes, he was. Well, well, well no, Joe not Biden's that. Not not, 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 that. If how I would feel about Trump if I was uneducated and white. And you would, like how, you would feel like he was your champion. It would be a coin toss. Yeah, yeah. Or even if you were it just was, white, right? Not oh, even yeah. uneducated. You don't have to have a qualifier. That that is true. Yeah. <laughs> No, you know what? I did not think he stood a chance of winning against Hillary because I thought Hillary's team would would handle would manage her campaign better than they did. Um, but I have to admit that you know I followed the Republican primary, well, both primaries real closely in 2016, and um, he was a hoot. He was he was actually quite entertaining to watch. You know when it felt like it was not um uh, you know when it felt like it was a distant impossibility to actually that he would actually assume the 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 white house but yeah he can be charismatic um um sometimes even even yeah even when you know he's he's lying yeah yeah. charismatic about that even though damn well like that's a lie there's no way that's true right i'm the i'm the least Racist person in here. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a hoot. Like, like, oh, he's really not just saying this okay. shit. <laughs> yeah, no. And the first time he said, first time he said that line about Abraham Lincoln, I've done more for you hard R's than anybody since Abraham Lincoln. It was like, oh, wow. 
wow, he went I mean, there. Yeah. Like that takes guts. That yeah, un- takes guts. That takes unmitigated right. call to do <laughs> right. like that. Exactly. So, um, you know, just for on sheer chutzpah, um, there's something interesting i won't say admirable about it but something interesting about it but anyway i tell you what um the end of the debates means that we are mere weeks mere days from election day and beginning to count all up count up all these balance ballots and i am happy about it that we finally this whole whole nightmare hopefully is finally coming to an end Barring any last-minute October surprise well, we, from the Russians, well, we still got we still got to sit with him for a few more months, even if he's voted out. Yeah, right. Do, but at least, but at to. least you have you have the psychological benefit of knowing that or believing that like the cavalry is coming, you know. So that will that will that will do a lot for my peace of mind and my ability to sleep at night, you know. So. Um, happy for that. It means we're finally here. Um, I've been waiting. I think that for me, the real breaking point was um, the kids in cages. And I know probably I'm in a I'm in the minority here and caring about that. But that's just that was just wrong. And he and Steve, you're, you're in the minority of caring about kids in cages. Well, I know. We are both I know. I know. I know. Buck I care about care. the kids. No, no, I care Buck about doesn't the kids care because he no, doesn't care. I care about were, no, 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 stop not black. I care about kids in cages. It's just that what I'm saying is, it's just as far as far as no, 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 no. Let me let me, let me let me let me finish. All right. What what I'm saying is, it seems that you know, got you with her gaslight. Yeah, yeah. Most most <laughs> folks that come that come over here, they seem to treat us as an American black, the same way they treat blacks in their country. As soon as they get a foothold here, they tell us to kiss that, they pull their pants down, and they draw and tell us to kiss their ass. And, and so, act, act therefore, like and so, therefore, what? Ride and so, therefore, us. what? And so, I therefore, feel bad for the kids because it was not their choice to come here, but their parents, not as much. <clears throat> their parents are coming here, and that's by choice. We, we came here over a boat, whether we have any choice. And they come over here and get all the little goodies. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You sound I think like, it's the parents. You sound like you've been listening to goddamn Rush Limbaugh and Hannity. No, but, yeah, but it's not. I mean, the kids didn't choose to come here. The parents did. But they can't, they chose to come here out of desperation. You're, imagine being your back against the wall. You have no choice but to, but to make that hundreds or thousands mile journey to try to cross the border illegally to seek asylum. Yeah, to that, to that, that, I agree. I mean, you have to and to up and to uproot your babies. You okay, gotta my person, okay, okay, my personal then, experience. But then black I, people I don't ride think. for you, and then you don't have re- any regard for them later on. That's the shit I'm saying. You don't get shit okay. back. For my question to you is: Is it? That's not the. Those aren't those people who are doing it. Those are the children who hadn't lived that life of poverty and destitute that they fled to come here oh like 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 cuban americans and, and uh the cubans are different the cubans are different you gotta set them aside we're talking about about you know uh central american immigrants 
I will, all I can say is I worked with, back when I worked at a uh, major internet e-commerce platform, when I worked there, you know, I worked with quite a few um, Latino immigrants, you know, um, people who migrated here, you know, I don't know what circumstances they migrated here, but they're, you know, they, they still are more comfortable in, in Spanish um, than they are in English and, you know, different things like that. Um, and I, you know, you worked with uh, people from all walks of life at, at one of those uh, facilities, if you work in one of the, the plants, um, you know, not the white collar jobs, but the blue collar jobs. And so we worked with Latinos, Blacks, Whites, um, even some Arabs and a few Indians. And um, the immigrants only care about your work ethic. They, um, what I found, you know, yeah, you know, everybody's people are people. So, you know, some people are going to be more friendly than others. But what I found is that the immigrants were more concerned with hustling um, and, you know, getting their job done, doing an honest day's work for for the pay. They did not have a lot of time for the people who were um, less, less uh, vigorous about their work. And I will say that there was only one group of people that I found that were not interested in always in doing the work that they were paid to do and um, I hate to say it but they were the black workers uh, not all but a few and so yeah I, what I found is the immigrants didn't have time for them and they might be aggravated by them and, and that, that that attitude but for someone like me who, you know, came in, I came ready to work, you know, got in there, you know, broke a sweat every day, um, pulled my weight. I got along famously with all of them, all of them. So non-unionized uh, once, workers. Yes, right. With that scab, <laughs> that scab mentality. Yes, yes. And so as long as you were there to pull your weight, they didn't have any problem with you. So, you know, I think what you're talking, what you're speaking to, Buck, is, um, you know, that's a real complicated issue and you can't just boil it down to, oh, well, they get here and then they they tell us to kiss their ass. It's not quite that simple. Yes, that does happen. I won't deny that it happens, but I think it's much more, um, there's much more complexity in that than you would think. Um, my, In my experience, like I said, the ones who were, just like brand new immigrants to to the United States, all they care was about cared about is are you a hard worker? And I loved working with some of them, like like you know, hand over my heart. Loved some of those people. Loved working with them. Enjoyed my time there. But our politicians will <clears throat> will show more regard for them than they than they will for us. And and, and then you see how they dodge. Once the racial question came up, well, they both dodged that. That's what that's and, what I was. That's what I said. Into something else. They that's sure what did. I was saying. My big takeaway was was like, oh, so after all of that talk and performative anti-racism of the summer, when it boiled down to it, nobody well, cares about it. Came issue. down from down the brass yeah. tacks. Yeah, 
So, uh, you know, in between news that Biden might be vetting Republicans for his cabinet and, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and um, you know, his, his hedging and dodging on some, some key things, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden, the moderate. I remember that guy. I remember that. And that, and that but, dovetails into what we were talking about earlier, Karen, when we were talking about how that them doing that what you're saying like not addressing real racial issues and stuff like that um almost you know just bolsters what you know some of the yeah, new yeah. media right no that's about, that's why it was that so of not of not voting and stuff like that's almost right like they, Right. Don't vote for don't vote for me because I'm not gonna do shit. Yeah, no, that's what was so frustrating about it. I was sitting there watching last night and you know, okay, I've cast my vote, so I've done what I can do to to rid the country of the scourge of Donald Trump. And so now so now, right, now I'm in a phase where it's like now um Did you uh, do the right thing? No, no, no. I know I did the right I know I did the right thing, but now the weight of the fact that I had to trade I had to trade ridding the country of the scourge um, in lieu of getting, getting in, in lieu of getting what I really wanted as a citizen out of the electoral process that the weight of that has started to set in again. And now I'm sad again that, you know, Elizabeth Warren uh, or Bernie Sanders wasn't the nominee. Um, so uh, yeah, there was a real, real quick, there was an interesting, uh, they were they interviewed, um, MSNBC interviewed three uh, undecided voters in Atlanta, three, it was three black women mm-hmm. and they were espousing the same thing. They were just like, you know, yeah, Donald Trump is terrible, but you know the the thought of having to vote for a moderate who is not going to do anything to address our issues is killing me it's killing me and i just don't know if i can do it so you know they were saying they would vote for all the rest of the uh offices but they might not vote for the top of it you know for the presidential office because they just were like i'm not sure i can bring myself to vote for joe biden and you said it was three black women yeah and the reporter oh yeah asked, i just see that you saw that and the reporter asked well you know does it make a difference that Kamala's on the ticket? And they were like, hell no. Oh, no. <laughs> they, said, Wait. they said, who, told, who told anybody that Kamala had our vote? Kamala said, uh, is the only black people? No. <laughs> That's what she famously said. Right. So that um, so now it's like, you know, I'm starting to think of all of the compromise that on you know all the compromise that is going to be at someone like my expense because we got another moderate and not a progressive in in office and you know okay great hopefully he can undo some of the damage that the trump administration did you know stop that horrible child separation policy there's 500 about 550 kids that they cannot locate their uh, parents right now and that is just that that that's heartbreaking to me so, you know, they can stop that. They can, you know, fix some other stuff. But nothing's going to be done be, about... Which will be great. But yeah, like the, the things police. that... Nothing's going to be done about right, the police. Right. Nothing Zero. will be done about the police. And that's what um, I care about. And I care about economic reforms. You know, I needed a break on my student loan debt. I need not to get, get shot up at a traffic stop. Wow. 
and, and student loan debt and reparations, all that stuff. Once you stop driving, once you stop driving while black, well, you put your uh, put your football uh, uniform on and, and get get in the car. They, uh, yeah, they don't mind you playing football, basketball. Right, right, so exactly. Your, so. Full basketball <laughs> uniform on in the, in the wet. I'm, I'm going over game. Mr. Charlie. Awesome. Mr. Charlie. Mr. Right. Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> uh, so, that's so Oh, my God. you Like, that's a trigger for me. I used to always hear my dad talk about Mr. Charlie when, when I was growing up. Uh, hadn't, hadn't heard the, anybody say that in a while. But, uh, so, yeah, here we are on you know poised to to usher in the biden administration biden harris administration which is going to let us down again for another four or eight years so, like the so why, should biden you, one day. why should you keep supporting them well they this, do that. It's, right, people, I, some people say voting is an exchange right so you and i keep having this this debate and i keep thinking that i've made the point and and answered the question and then you go right back to it. So I was trying to think of a metaphor for you, and I, the the best one I could come up with so far is uh, your 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 paycheck and your relationship to your employer, right? Um, you get a job, you that allows you to go out and sign a mortgage and sign a car note, right? So now you got a job, got a car note, got a mortgage. What you're advocating is that oh, I stop. I, I stop um, offering my vote to somebody who's not giving me something new is akin to saying, well, I have, I use my job to be able to qualify for this mortgage and this car note. Now I'll stop, I'll quit my job because I have the car and the house. And that sounds great up until that next note comes due and you can't pay it because you've severed the relationship with your employer. So you end up losing. So the 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 analogy is that if you yeah, stop voting work, for Democrats, I don't work, I don't work for the I don't work for the. For the, the let me finish. The analogy is if you um, if you don't vote for Democrats, you lose what what things you managed to accumulate in the past. So, you don't. You might not get anything new right now, but you don't lose if you keep voting for them. You don't lose what so you've what, already what, gained. But but how do you compel them? to get new stuff well like i said you um there's a lot of different ways to do that we've you know we've spent the the better part of five months talking about that so you could become single issue voters uh you could but what about the single issue is you know hire lobbyists you could do a lot of things how did how did other groups who have managed to get their agenda passed um do it well well other groups are, are a little different they don't well, of course, not but I'm not asking how. I'm not asking that. I'm asking you how did they turns. do it? They organized. They organized. They were single issue voters. You know, that's and they they get it done. Well, and, but it does. But it does take a long time, right? I think some some black people um, expect instantaneous results. So you're not going to get instantaneous results in a cycle or two or three or four or even five. Um, you know, uh, gays had to organize for. Uh, when when was that? Uh, when did the Supreme Court issued that uh, Obergefell? What was that five years ago? During the Obama administration, so about five or six years ago, that was a that was a a uh, cause that took our entire lifetimes to achieve. Well, I mean, Obama didn't exactly stand in their way either. That's not true. 
uh, forces have long stood in their way. So you you don't pay attention to politics, so you don't know what you're talking about. During the Bush administration, they specifically put anti-LGBTQ legislation um, on all of the ballots in the swing states, so or a lot of the swing states, so that it would compel the religious right to come out and vote against those uh, policies and enshrine policies like gays can't adopt, they can't, um, you know, work at certain schools. They they can be um, they pass laws that said they can be fired if their employers find out that they're gay. All kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. People always actively stood in the way of gay rights. So you know, but it it took them thirty years, but they got the ultimate, um, you know, legislative uh, prize that they wanted um, or judicial prize that they wanted, which was the right to marry. Um, you know, now they're they're on to the next thing, which is transgender rights. So but it's, saying, it's a campaign. So you're saying we we haven't that 400 year fight we haven't fought quite long enough. We we weren't fighting for most of that 400 years. We weren't fighting. You know, well, we, we could revolts and everything. No, that they don't that they don't yeah. talk about. But yeah, okay, all right. Well, but still, that's <laughs> not revolts are not. You know, that's part of it. But again, it takes a long, dedicated fight. Look at the religious right. They've been trying to undo Roe. They've been trying to undo Roe since it was passed yeah. in the in the 70s, yeah, longer than you've yeah, been alive, which is like a million yeah, but, years. But they don't. Because you're old. But, but that's but that's easy when you don't have people coming no, at you no, no, trying no, to kill no, your no, traffic no, stops. No, 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 no. You are getting bogged down in in minutia that is that is tangential to I mean, the, I, I mean, the I issue. See what, the point what is that saying. you have to work, right? So I see, I see what you're that, saying, but just focus on that. Every, focus on every, that. every, you don't have other shit to worry about. But, but they do have other shit to worry about. You don't know what struggles white people have, and that right there is a classic <laughs> outtake from <laughs> the "You Must Stay Home" period <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my silence would have said enough. <laughs> right. It did. That's why I, I just wanted to let that let that breathe a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> anyway, but no, you know, I, I I I joke when I say that. But but to you know, but in a sense, I'm I'm being serious. Like people have all kinds of human tragedies and challenges they got to face. So just because they don't have uh, racism, systemic racism to, to, to battle or, or uh, fight. I mean, it doesn't mean that they don't have any challenges. Right, but it doesn't mean they don't have any challenges. I know they have challenges, of course. I mean, that's obvious. I mean, it's a challenge to live in the United States in such a greedy place. Right, exactly. Everybody, right. Place. Everybody is a cog but, in the capitalist machine and all that. But you, you know, you shouldn't have to worry about, oh, I'm going to get shot out of traffic and fucking stop. Come on. I mean, look at look at me too. Look at how long that took to come to light. Anita Hill first brought sexual harassment in the workplace to light in and then, that night. And then and then, then, then KRS2 picked up the uh the mantle. Oh my god, I'll come and, through uh, this. I'll come through this internet and strangle <laughs> Leave that alone. Leave that one alone. Um but when I first said that, you laughed your ass off. So I don't want to hear that. Don't you uh, out come me. On with the... Listen, listen, hush. Don't shoot out me. It was funny the first time. Yeah, for a solid two minutes. And it, was, it was funny the first time I heard it. I, I can hear but the, the tears streaming down your eyes. But it was, is it not was. funny. But it's not funny now. I laughed and I, I admonished myself for it and then I moved on. Anyway, 
So, you know, um, you know, Me Too, LGBTQ rights, what else? Roe versus Wade, um, you know, all of that. That it takes yeah, decades those, long I know, but decades that all those long things. campaigns to get that done. So why do black folks, you know, think that But okay, okay, I I'll, I'll give you this. Both sides of the political spectrum, whether they liberal or conservative, both agree that black people shouldn't have shit in this country. Okay, That's one thing so they both agree. Folks, now they might they, they might not agree that gays should or should not sure, marry. Yeah, 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 but yeah. they but they agree you. on that. I get you, but that means black folks, but but black folks have always known we have to work harder and smarter and twice, you know, and, and twice as hard to get the same recognition. So we have to we have to work around that. We just, you know, those are the, that's the game we're playing, right? So if we know that that's the game we're playing, let's get busy and get to work and figure out how to win rather than bitch about how unfair the rules are to us. One of the more endearing things for Trump is that he does dance with the was the young lady who brought him to the dance. Biden, Biden freezes up. And that young lady Trump, is? Trump, Trump said, oh, that's white supremacy. Trump says, hey. That's Miss hey, White Supremacy. That's, that's, that's Miss White, Miss Ann. That's Miss yeah. White She's supremacy. not young, and there's nothing young about her. Nothing young about her, baby. He pulls her out and, and puts her on the dance floor. And he does it every chance he gets, even doing little white supremacy hand signals he does. Yep. That's one thing I can I I mean, I mean if you if you right, how can you not vote for him? He's uh showing you he uh there's some there's some white people shit. of conscience though. There's some white people. Oh yeah, there are. But what, what I'm saying is if you if you're that, you know, at least he bigs you up and says, like, yo, this is why I'm here, even if he's lying. Like I don't even lie to you about it. He just say shit, I don't I don't give a fuck about you, but vote for me. Anyway. And I held my breath and did it. So that's that's not that's not true. I mean, he at least tried to give lip service to it. He got he gave not, a better he gave a better answer in the first debate, than I thought he did last night when they asked him, you know, about systemic racism. He just started and talked. He just I didn't like that question to be honest. I mm. thought the framing of asking, you know, how do you feel about black folks having to give their kids the talk? It's like. That ain't a question. That's not a policy question. First of all, he don't know what he don't know what the fuck it's like to have to get to talk. Ask them what they actually gonna do about police brutality. What can they do at the federal level? That's the question, not how you feel about the talk. Nobody cares about that. Yeah. But anyway, so a lot of black folks again, you know. Oh, we, we always we always that. we always get food with you know with, with the bait well he did they always give us get us food with the bait and switch so i saw a lot of black people on twitter last night talking about oh my god the talk made it into the debate that's a first and they all you know satisfied <laughs> with that like that like that means something <laughs> oh my god i've never seen the talk raised in a presidential debate we've made the it talk racism is over guys uh so you know that's that's part of our problems we get too easily satisfied with 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 lip service but we get satisfied with acknowledgement yeah yeah and but he did he does at least try to acknowledge it um you know 
I'm getting the, like I said, I'm getting the distinct sense that that will mean zero come January when he's sworn in. But hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. Some real encouraging signs out of the state of Georgia. Georgia actually, you know, I would be thrilled with a purple Georgia right now in 2020, Mm -hmm. but Georgia might go blue. Georgia is on fire. Yeah, Georgia, the folks, the 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 citizens of Georgia have the the bitter taste of the the Kemp Stacy race in their mouth, still in their mouth, mm-hmm. and they they were fired so up, and they were out to get it this time, and it is it is it just warms the cockles of my foundational Black American heart to see all them Negroes and Negresses out in line early voting, so some exciting things it should be a, an interesting um election night if you like to watch returns like i do sports how about this shit here man odell beckham jr got banned from the university he played for, which is LSU, Louisiana State University. (sighs) But he did do some dumb shit. After they won the national championship in football this year, he was seen pulling $100 bills out of a fanny pack and throwing them to the players. You know, which the players deserve, because they're not going to get paid shit from the university, made from boosters under the table. But, you know, um, LSU is banning him for two years from from the facilities. I guess basically any contact with the team. And what's crazy is when you look at his background, this brother played for LSU for for three for three seasons. You know, came out in the first round, became a star in the NFL. So he's a walking advertisement for the school at that point at his position. He and you got it. And you got to think, they had two or three guys on their roster. LSU had two or three people on their roster that played his position that are going to be NFL players. Within this year, like Justin Jefferson, who plays for the Vikings, he's a rookie, he's playing very well. But you got to think part of the reason why they came, you know, to LSU was because of Odell Beckham. And, and Jarvis Landry and guys like that who, who did their thing with the school. And to make matters worse, um, Odell is a legacy of the school. His father played running back in the early 90s at the school. So he's a part of making millions of dollars for that university. He's a super legacy, right? You said he's super he's legacy. His mother ran track for the they, university. They conceived him at the university. They con- he was conceived on the campus in Baton Rouge, <laughs> in a dorm room probably. I can't say what all, but we know it was probably a dorm but room, off-campus right. housing. We can imagine exactly how that went down. We so. can imagine how that went down. And, yeah, and, so and, and his, his family has generated millions of dollars for that school. That's a legacy plus. And when you conceived on the campus. Exactly. And it's like, come on. Well, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to take uh, the contrarian view on this to, to what I said a little bit earlier. Um, okay, two things. The throwing, throwing 
hundos up in hundos, the air, yeah. uh at the game that's some nigga shit okay in new orleans he's from new orleans the right but that's, play but, in that's, new orleans. but that's tacky nigga shit like it's fun it is it, it's not a big deal to me like i don't see that he needed no two-year suspension or or maybe uh, just whatever fan but but let's be honest like that's nigga shit like you got money you know you're you're in an elite profession you're in an elite class like don't be a nigga okay second of all um second okay he's a super legacy right or legacy plus whatever whatever the asterisk is that you get for being conceived and from two athletes and being a star athlete and helping with recruiting right like whatever that is and they said he was coming those receivers said he would come to the school and give them tips yeah okay right that's all great that's all great but what i'm saying is if it was if if it wasn't odell beckham jr we would be saying, oh, they didn't come down hard enough. They gave him special treatment because he was a super legacy. So maybe in a good way, it's maybe in a way, it's a good thing that they said, you know what? We don't care that you're a super legacy. Um, we don't care that we know where you were conceived. We don't even, we can point to the wet spot. We don't care. <laughs> but, but um, you know, we're not going to give you any special treatment. So I don't know, you know. Uh, I think it was unfair. I think it's it's in it's not commensurate with the crime, so-called crime he committed. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you know you can't do that. Well, the school is trying to be preemptive because they think the NCAA is gonna bring the hammer down on them for that shit and some yeah. slightly embezzlement shit that they did with some <laughs> slight embezzlement. And That's yeah. <laughs> and, and some ex-players, <laughs> which they really put the Odell story out in front. But the real story is that other shit. It was going on to university. And, right. and that's my main beef is with the NCAA period. They're like a pimp. They believe that only they should be getting the money and nobody, especially the players, people earning the money, right. should not get benefit at all. Yeah. And they're very, um, you know, they're just draconian. It's a, it's a plantation. It is a plantation. They, they feed you and they, and, they, and they let their horses come out and our bucks can beat your bucks. Right. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, they, I mean, if I was Odell, I just wouldn't have anything to do with the university. They could have did some ceremonial bullshit and said, okay, you can't come to the school this season. Right. What you're saying is he needs to go to Jackson State. He needs to take his time at Jackson State. He needs to take his talents. Yeah, yeah. He take his talents to Dion. Dion will appreciate him. Talents to Jackson State. Prime time will appreciate him. Unlike them motherfuckers. I mean, I mean, how dare they? His family's made millions of dollars for that school and continue to because people are like, oh well, although LSU might not have a quarterback at any time, I can be a receiver and I can go to the next level via that school. And just so happened they had a good quarterback this past year, which propelled them into a national championship. And most of their success was in the passing game. And who has to catch the passes? The receivers, which Odell is, and he helped that receiving core. So it's like, come on, that school made millions of dollars, people buying paraphernalia, every damn thing. And for them to sit there and be ungrateful 
They should have just said, well, you're suspended for this season, which doesn't, which is, which is basically ceremonial. Really, that because, didn't. Because, because he is playing a football season for a pro football team. So he wouldn't be able to go down there and hang out anyway. You suspended really? him coming down them two weeks. What, what? One by week, they come down and stand on the sideline. What his, what his infraction warranted was you're banned from the championship game, period. That's it. One year. You know, if everybody else can get a slap on a wrist, that that deserved a slap on the wrist. Let's let's be honest. So yeah, um, it didn't even deserve no full one season suspension. Yeah, just just the football season. That's it. Which lasted maybe December. Just the football season. And that's it. And he's playing football, so it wouldn't even matter. I would say not even the season. I'll say tell him he can't come to can't come to the playoffs, and then that be done with it. You know, yeah. if they even make the playoffs. They're not. They've already lost too many fucking games to make it. So there you go. Case case closed. Problem yeah, do solved. Do like they do anybody else that they right. really want to hang around. They just give them some well, terrible. They, they love to make examples of y'all. If y'all, right, y'all, y'all need to re- remember, you know, the leverage you have and decide to stop playing for them. Everybody sign up for Jackson State. Jackson State have Speak, like speaking of that. 10, 10 teams. How about AB? We got 10 squads because all these niggas came to play for us. How, how about AB to the Bucks, right? AB had a choice. That's Antonio uh, Brown. Had a choice to either go to Seattle with the brother quarterback or go play with Tom Brady and them in Tampa Bay. And he chose to go Brady and them. He chose the white man. Good choice. So, he chose same, Brady same anyway. He's going to yeah. He's going to. Doing that's what I'm saying. He, he did before, but but going there. Yeah, I know that. But what I'm saying, he went to Seattle. What is uh, uh Patriots the team that cut him last year? Like right. Yeah, one of the teams that cut him. He okay. was cut by the Raiders and then went to sign with the uh, Pats, Pats and, and then they cut, cut him too. Right. Okay. They cut him too some he was strategically cut by the Raiders. And then he was cut by the past because of some indiscretion. With right. His yeah. Wife, right. He got arrested girlfriend. for rape or something like that. Right? Yeah, mm. painter or something. No, something, it was a painter. Something. He wasn't arrested. Well, but not arrested, raped. but it was like he was accused of something. I do remember that, but okay. So like harassing the woman. Or, or... So he wanted to play with Brady. Is that the bottom line? Yeah, instead right. of playing with Russ. Like, why didn't he play with Russ? Yeah. Well, he wanted to play with Ray, Ray, or, 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 uh, Brady in the first place. He wanted to play with Brady in the first place. Brady right? is. Isn't, isn't that the point that Cephas was making? That he was originally trying to play Brady. with Brady and it didn't work out, so he's yeah. followed up. Yeah, Brady's a, Brady's a shell of himself. The, the well, cor- we, the, we all know the, that, the, but the corpse but, but of, AB, uh, AB might not know that. We know that, but AB might not know that. So, yeah, that's that's really all I have for the sports report. You have anything else, Cephas? World Series, man. Yeah, baseball, bro. World Series. You anti-patriot, you 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 un-American, you person, you. Well, I know it was it was tied up one one. I do know that. I followed it long enough, and they and they're keeping themselves where where are they playing in one centralized location, right? What what teams are we talking about? We're talking about the Dodgers and the, and the Tampa Bay Rays. Which Dodgers? L.A. Dodgers? L.A. Dodgers, okay. yes. Okay. Where are the Dodgers? Uh, they used to be in Brooklyn. Yeah, last, like... Last six, time I checked in them. Checked in on them. Seven years ago? <laughs> yeah, last time I checked in on them, they was in Brooklyn. Yeah. I don't Robinson know. Robinson playing for I don't know, right. Like, 
<laughs> the last time I cared was when there was a Negro League. Okay, shut up. Um, so okay, L.A. Dodgers got it. Note it. Um, anyway, are they, are they playing? Shout tonight? out to the Negro Leagues. Hmm? So are they playing? Are they playing tonight? Is it World Series? Going yeah, I think the Dodgers were, but it was five nothing when I saw it last oh, score. So is Clayton, is Clayton uh, what's his name? Not Clayton. Was it Kershaw? Is Clayton he Kershaw. Gonna, yeah, is he going to um, is he going to get off the schneid? Because he's been known. Only thing I know about him is he's known as, as having some uh, trouble. Some bad trouble. In the, uh, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the postseason. <laughs> he tends to have meltdowns. Stop. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just, you can't say that. You can't say that. That man's corpse ain't fully rotten yet. You can't make fun of trouble. Oh Lord, uh, <laughs> trouble. Yeah, well, speaking of speaking of trouble, looks like uh, trouble blew up in the face of one. I I'm about to say Iverson. Damn. Ivan Harrison. It's a Freudian slip. That's a Freudian slip. (laughs) Poor boys is not a Freudian. (laughs) Is one. Ivan Harrison Hunter of the Boogaloo Boys. He's supposed to be the head honcho of the South Texas chapter of the Boogaloo Boys. He's in trouble. This is not good. Firing 13 shots from an AK 47. At the police, he got uh, in the aftermath when, of of the Minneapolis that, uprising. He got the let that big, let that big talk get to his head, and then he helped head. he helped light that fire. He said in um in that Minneapolis precinct that mm. you saw, and then they then they had the, the feds had um text message between him and Steve Carello, the guy who who shot the officer in the, the Bay officer. Area. They killed the officer yeah. in the Bay Area. And they're talking mm. shit back and forth. And I'm like... Premeditated. Yeah. Premeditated. Yeah. It's time to boogie. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, wow. these guys, they're, they're supposed to be your boys, supposed to be at the... Po- I expect to see all of them when I went to go vote at the polling place with, the, with their uh, AR-15s. You was really sure. Yeah, fucking none of them. really shook. They, they was going to come to your county. Okay. Nah, I mean, you were shook. Sure. You wouldn't volunteer to man the polls because you was like, the boys. Not, not on, not on, not on, not on November 3rd. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, no, no. the problem is when you black and you, and you exercise your, uh, second amendment rights, somehow they aren't acknowledged. Well, if I had to have my shit out there, then that'd be one thing, but they going they gonna look at me like I'm wrong. And then I get shot by the police. Come on. No, you could have been out there unarmed. A citizen Shit. doing your patriotic duty. It wasn't nothing going to happen. Them, 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 them mofos wasn't going to show up. But uh, we'll you see. Said, you know, said, I, said, I, I said hope. They you said they wasn't going to bust the great. Well, they no. ramping up for if Biden wins. If Biden wins, then it was unfair. Yeah, right, was, right. Oh, yeah, right. I saw, I saw, I forget what I was watching, but somebody, some reporter, oh, it was Alex uh, Witt was interviewing them for uh, the circus and they, the three percenters, and they well, were all like, oh, all the same, right, right. It's like, oh, if uh, if Trump went, we know Trump's going to win in a landslide. And if he doesn't, then we know the, that Biden pulls some fraud and I'll be up there, out there to 
to defend my country. Okay. When have the Democrats with the, ever been with accused? With their heart disease. When, when, yeah. With their right. heart disease. Right. First <laughs> of all, when, when have the Dems, and we've been alive, exactly. ever been accused of any shit like that in an election? Never. 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 Republicans the, the have. Dems, George W. Bush have been repeatedly, all of them. repeatedly. Repeatedly. Right. The Dems' problems is that they always roll over when the Republicans steal the election from them. And just say, oh well, I guess we okay. lost. Okay. Gentlemen's agreement. Right, right. Yeah, no, the re- Democrats never. The only time, the only time Democrats have ever been a- accused of that kind of chicanery is like in Philly or in Chicago in the like twenties and thirties. Yeah, there was a Democratic <laughs> machine back then that yes, that did manufacture votes and had dead people voting and the whole thing. You know, the 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 joke phrase was vote early and often. Yeah, okay. But that was a hundred years ago in two cities. Democrats don't they don't do that by and large. And um yeah, this this whole you know, this echo chamber where they are telling themselves that Democrats are running, you know, child well, the old pedophile cults. The, the new Democrats, I mean the old non- Democrats non-sense. are the Republicans who are now. Yeah, yeah. And right. And um but you know the the today's Democratic Party just rolls over. You know it was a sh- it was a shock to see them fight over the uh, Kavanaugh uh, nomination. But um, did you see that? Uh, I sent y'all a thread. It was it was actually kind of funny of uh, so called Proud Boys and how they pass out after they have to run a few blocks from Antifa. <laughs> uh, and they had a guy an idea running from an idea. Right, he's laid out. A proud is a proud boy collapses from heat stroke after fleeing from Antifa in Portland, and he's laid out on the oh, ground, yes. huffing and puffing. Right. Uh, we're supposed to be, and that's who we're supposed to be afraid of. Right. So <laughs> if if Biden wins, no, because because they they stand the game from from Biden, they know it, right? They know it. They have they might have to put up with. Um, you know, uh, some diversity and in, an inclusion talk, right? Two dudes getting married, or you know, a transgender woman or man using the bathroom that they don't agree with. <laughs> but ultimately, Joe Biden is going to do a ton of good shit. Why not? Why not picture? Boys. Why not picture somebody pulling up to a urinal on a miniskirt? That's that when you said that. That's because bad. you are a racist. That's why. That's what bigot. No, I'm and not a, and a homophobe. And a <laughs> the way yeah. you described it, but it was funny. But uh, um, but yeah, you know, so they're they're gonna gain, right? Like Biden, Joe Biden's whole agenda, his entire political career, forty-seven years, as Donald Trump points out, um, has been dedicated to to keeping niggas on the bottom. But I, I was gonna finish that for you in case you couldn't. But anyway, but go ahead. and so those guys are going to do great under a biden administration they're going to do great you know will they still hate black and brown people yeah will they still hate gay people yeah that's you know it's unfortunate will they still want to subjugate women yes but they're going to do great and so yeah hopefully they realize that and they'll sit their ass down and, and get with the program 
Well, they have to have Trump, General Trump, tell them what to do. Whether stand down. He told, he told them to stand down. Stand and stand by. by. Stand back and stand by. They have to. They have to stand by because they can't run. They get wet. <laughs> oh, look at that thread. It's funny. It's funny. It's like all of them retreating and trying to be big tough guys and nobody giving a shit <laughs> so um it's uh they, you know nobody's you saw them at charlotte with the little tiki torches they bought at home depot i mean these are these were not tough guys just angry white guys angry about god knows what because they got the winning hand in the game of life and still you know, unhappy, spoiled brats. Yeah, I mean, game of spades. We've got the old jokers and the, and the deuce. Right, right. And got the nerve to be unhappy, crying. Yeah, Whatever. they they can say on the last book, "Hey, last three's mine." He's <laughs> 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 lay them down. You do that. He lay. <laughs> Lady Joker Joker his last piece mine. <laughs> 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 we all them even got to play that day no more. So that's um, you know, they they're they that we they should be laughing stocks and we sh- hopefully we we laugh them back into back underground where they belong. So Yeah, I agree with that. hundred percent. So, you guys oh, got any part, any parting shots? In in other quick news, round robin. Um, what do we have this week? Uh, grand jury. The judge said the grand jury in Breonna Taylor's case can talk to the media. They can go public about their experience, so they can they can tell on all the all the dirt that can, that uh, Daniel Cameron did um, in that case. So we'll fantastic. Stay, right, we'll stay tuned there. Um, what else do we have uh, this week? Uh, new Borat movie. Takers. I just watched it. Thoughts? I just heard that he said uh, it was M- it was humorous. M- McDonald Trump. That's what I thought was was hilarious. From what I heard on the interview today on the uh, Good Morning America, I guess it was. Uh huh. He was on there. McDonald Trump. You watched Good Morning America. You should switch to morning, Joe. All the cool kids. No, I, I don't. I don't my, my wife has that on when I come down and the coffee is brewing. That, yeah. And the eggs that you got were right. <laughs> coffee was hot. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody knows that old, old Gerald LeVert. <laughs> and the eggs that I got was that were right. right. So right. right. So right. <laughs> Um, you should switch to Morning Joe. Um, a lot of times, like I'll tell her she, she gets to the TV before I do. Cephas and I yeah. will be like, you know, talking about stuff I hear in the last hour because I wake up like twenty minutes before I have to sit at my desk. Um, let's see, anything else going on? We talked about baseball. Yeah, a little bit. I'm I'm sitting there watching it now. I'm gonna turn it on. What what? Is it bottom, bottom of the eighth? Oh shit! Okay. And they, and they get, unless they, unless. What's uh, the score? 
six one. Okay. Unless the Rays go on a run, man, they did die. Oh, real quick. Um, it's tied up. Wanted to get you all's thoughts uh, with what we have on um, an article I shared. Oh, Mitch McConnell's got a black hand. It's weird and creepy and yeah, awful. I saw that. Yeah, and nobody should go look at it. It's awful. Yeah, I've seen it. It's um uh, that that I can't tell if that's dirt or like dead. No, it's bruising. It's, or it's, it's body snatcher from Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but let me see. I shared an article with you all. Headline is this: One economist has quantified the cost of racism in the USA: sixteen trillion dollars. We ought to be setting shit on fire. Um, yeah, but you told us to go out and vote. What are you talking about? Well, I, after we vote, we ought to set something on fire. After we vote, we ought to set something on fire. So it says Dana Peterson, who is a Citigroup global economist, recalled her own experiences of bigotry while researching how gaps between white and black Americans eat into economic output. What was that, Stevis? You heard me cough and, and blow on my fingernails. I'm a Burlington connections. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow, you really know everybody. It's it's Yeah, you do stagger. It's uh I wanted that to be a joke, but it's not a joke. <laughs> um but anyway, so she I haven't finished reading the article yet, but I believe the takeaway was that she said um since the year 2000, <clears throat> racism has cost black Americans 16 trillion in economic output or cost the nation six, uh, 16 trillion economic output not that's not the same as to say black people would have amassed 16 trillion dollars of income or wealth but cost the nation in gdp all kinds of economic activity 16 trillion dollars in just 20 years yep 20 years so so when you think about paying reparations yes. where does the money come from well, that's the biggest ask where, where does the money come from um shit right there right and it also um also begs the question of could the nation even begin to repay the debt it owes black citizens yeah, if it's 16 if, if it's 16 trillion dollars worth of economic activity lost in 20 years and we're talking about 400 years of unpaid wages and economic activity that the nation was founded on whew, that that's a huge how do you how do you, you, eat, ele- how do you eat an elephant one bite of the yeah time right of right no elephant. right they can get started but they might not be able to pay that for another 500 years you know they might be paying that bill that might be the 500 i, I, I take 500 elite, year uh, payment plan i take elite status for uh people for that long <laughs> So, um, so that was really interesting. That if anybody's interested, the article is in Bloomberg.com. Um, you know, Google economists quantified the cost of racism in America. So again, you know, it, it saddens me very much that kind of the racial issues and the focus on how we can be anti-racist and rectify the cost of racism in America. Uh, has just completely the bottom has dropped out of that in terms of the the public discourse since um, nobody's in the streets anymore. But you know, I hope that we're able to b- make some gains um, and carry that carry the momentum that we had this summer forward because 
that's not uh that's not a headline I can walk away from, you know, it casually. It takes that much energy and time and uh, everything to reach purposely restrict resources. I mean, it takes um, I mean, it takes a lot of doing to to redline and do all that shit in order to, to keep black people from having exactly. it. Exactly. It takes a lot of doing to your own detriment. It takes a lot right. of doing to your yeah, own detriment. Right. Is what it is. Well, they don't want to, well, uh, well, the whole purpose of it is so that people don't have to compete on an even playing field. They won't have to compete. So actually, you make, you make the country better by having it being competitive, I think. You do, you uh, do, you, but you, you, but you I, also isolate a certain element of society. Don't right, have. but you, but you also make it harder for the for the unqualified average white person to succeed when you mm-hmm. make it a, a purely competitive right landscape. <laughs> um, but that's if she's saying that this is since two thousand. Um, that means that you know the economy is losing about a trillion dollars a year, a trillion dollars a year, a little less than that in economic in GDP gross domestic product every year and that's 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 staggering that's really mm, that's just I mean, really if you just uh, let the reins off of, of, of progressive thought we'd have electric cars already we'd have a whole bunch of shit and yeah. we'd still be the leaders in, in all innovations yeah well that's what I hope that um I hope that that's what the Biden administration brings us, right? It, it's not going to bring us um, real. Bernie action. Sanders might have, or well, but you know, but 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 Biden might. I'm I'm still holding out hope that somehow he becomes like an LBJ figure and just comes out of nowhere and is this huge progressive some somehow, or you know, uh, wants to step in the mold of FDR or something like that. So I'm still to have a legacy when he's dropped dead. Yeah, I'm I'm still hoping and praying that somehow that's where we get to. Like he and Bernie Sanders are close, and Bernie has tried to pull him to the left. So you know, hopefully Bernie stays in his ear and Elizabeth stays in his ear. She worked on his Build Back Better plan, so we shall see. But um, that's what Black people need to be on, right? I mean, the police brutality thing is important, but for me, it's all about the economics. We need well, to the economics, you issue get the voters. Off you. You we get need the off you. that ain't gonna that ain't gonna make no money though. We with need the, with think, economics. You get the police off you by having the economics, because then your your word means okay. More. All right, fine, fine, sure. But that's what we we need to be single issue voters around that issue. Like that's you. We can't let that slide. Period.